You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Ah, the crack of the bat, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary friends alike. All three groups. Is there a fourth group? Am I missing something? If I am, please drag me on Twitter immediately. Don't tell me privately. Hi, this is, Ble- <laughs> this is Bleak and Review. I am your host, Kevin Anderson. We are holding it down here. Quarantine quickies. Election week spectacular. Not really. It doesn't come up often in this episode, uh, as far as I know so far. Recently returning from a solo spiritual journey to the great Joshua Tree, California National Park as of this past weekend. I mentioned that I was doing that on last week's episode, and I did that. I didn't lie to you. It was incredibly nice. I cannot recommend it enough. If you're in the United States and you're still in lockdown mode because... The powers that soon won't be, hopefully, fingers crossed, couldn't handle a pandemic like every other country on the goddamn planet could. So if you're still dealing with that and you're going crazy, I cannot recommend enough going out into the wilderness in whatever capacity, whatever's near you, and um, doing a little cognitive reset. You don't have to go by yourself if that scares you. You know, if you're codependent or something, you can bring you can bring a partner, a buddy, a couple buddies, you know, people who have been tested for the disease. I went by myself because of a couple of reasons. Uh, mostly, A, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. B, I recently embarrassed myself and felt stupid and wanted to get out of L.A. That's just a personal petty Thing. Like, it doesn't actually have any weight, but I was like, ah, I'd feel better if I went and didn't think about L.A. for a while. And see, I had some acid, and I was like, that would be fun to take acid somewhere else other than my apartment. <laughs> so we went out there, we did it, we solo drove out there about um, three and a half hours to get out there with traffic, so that was fun. On my way into Joshua Tree, I went through, I believe it was uh, Morongo Valley, or Morongo Springs, one of those two tiny little town on the outskirts before you go even further into the desert and up the hill and uh, past the smallest Trump rally, the smallest and saddest Trump rally I've ever seen in my life. About 18 sad fucking sagging white people holding big signs on the side of the stretch of highway that everyone travels on there. Cause there's, it's one of those places that has the road, you know, like, Oh, this is the road that goes through our city. There's not a lot of, uh, big cross streets until so they were there just waving around looking like fucking stupid simps for murder. And <laughs> it was uh disheartening for a second. I was very concerned. I was like, wait a minute. I'm, my plan is to drop acid out here. Oh no. Is this like kind of Trumpy? Like, Oh shit. Luckily Joshua tree proper is incredibly aggressively leftist. As soon as you see the Joshua tree sign right now, uh, the most Biden-Harris signs I've seen this side of, uh, I don't know, in California. <laughs> I don't even have a fucking fun metaphor there. So luckily that all worked out. But yeah, it was a little disconcerting. Um, got to my hotel. As I mentioned last week, couldn't pull off the Airbnb thing because my trip was way too last minute and sketchy looking for uh airbnb to trust me so i ended up staying at a best western the best western in joshua tree it's pretty good it was pretty good vibes uh the guy at the front desk who i believe was also the the manager uh me and him got along immediately because you know he had just checked in a family and then i was just this guy and he was like hey what's going on man and uh you know it got you know when you click with somebody immediately who's like doing their job but then they realize that you're okay and like a cool person and they can kind of drop the customer service thing and just be themselves we got there pretty quick not just because i'd been in a car forever and hadn't talked to another human being all day but uh, <laughs> i was very chatty of course and 
he was like, so are you guys going hiking? You know, he was assuming I was in a relationship and that my partner was in the car or something. I was like, dude, I'm here by myself, man. I'm going to the national park and maybe taking some substances because, you know, you got to still play cool when you're openly speaking about illicit substances that you have on your person in the moment. And he didn't freak out. His response was, hell yeah, I used to party in like 2002. (laughs) So shout out to, I believe, Steve at the Joshua Tree Best Western. That's the homie right there. I was one of maybe eight people staying in this hotel. It was crazy. It was was a nice room, you know. The shower had two nozzles that are, and I'm really outing myself as a person who has not lived a life of luxury by by saying that this, because this is probably common. I just never seen it before. Uh, Two nozzles at your midsection that you could turn on and they would like mist you with water while the regular shower head would, would hit you with the stream. And that was like, that's how easy it is for me to feel like I'm living the high life. It's like, oh my God, my room is temperature controlled. There's like AC in the, the bedroom and I've got three nozzles. Holy shit, I get it. I want to be part of the 1% now. It's like, oh, there's not constantly the smell of fucking shit everywhere. Wow, what a luxury place this is. And uh, it was also my first time... Weed has been legal in California for a while now, but I haven't really left my home in a while either. So I have been smoking weed at home, uh, pretending that it's still a drug, even though I get a person from a website to come bring it to my door uh, like it's Postmates. That's how I I acquire my weed. By the way, canx.com, if you want to sponsor this podcast, get at me, at KB Anderson, yo, and all the social medias. Yeah, so like I was at this hotel and I was you know, people before I left when I mentioned, you know, like, I don't know how I'm going to smoke weed while I'm out there. And then other people who are similarly stupid, like me, were like, oh, no, smoke it in like the shower. That's what you do. It's like you go in, you get the shower running, you get the fumes go, and then you smoke in there and it dissipates and it's all good. And I was thinking about that, or am I going to smoke in my car? And then I kind of just, it dawned on me, I'm only, I'm one of eight people in this hotel. No one's traveling. It's COVID. It's Halloween weekend, which, you know, whatever. There's like one Asian family staying in this place besides me. They've all gone to bed. It is like 10 p.m. They're all in bed. I haven't seen them in hours. I'm just going to smoke weed in the smoking section out in the parking lot. And I did, and nobody cared. It was amazing. (laughs) I can't believe I haven't taken advantage of that more. But then again, I haven't traveled more. So, you know, tomato, tomato. And then, you know, the actual trip to the National Park was great. Uh... I don't know, not, not much to report there. If you've done acid or seen the desert, you can put those two together and figure it out. It was pretty great. I only did half a tab of acid. I thought about doing a whole tab to really get the full experience, but I didn't have a spotter. And, you know, I've had people around every time I've done acid in the past. This would be the first time I'm doing acid by myself. So I was like, eh, I'll, I'll take it easy. And turns out that was the right call because half a tab proved to be quite enough. <laughs> Especially when you get some exercise, you start climbing on rocks and jumping around and, and going through ravines and stuff. You uh, apparently working up a sweat really heightens your trip. I don't know. And then I got back and then the election happened and it's still happening. And I don't, I want it, like, it looks like Biden's going to win. But by the time this episode comes out, who fucking knows? I'm not going to say anything about the election other than uh, thank fucking God that it's not a landslide Trump victory. Like nobody was predicting that, but. Nobody would have predicted anything that's happened in the last four years. So who gives a shit? Predictions don't matter. The rules don't matter, which is why I'm still very cautious right now. We all, I mean, the fact that Trump's not in prison is evidence enough that the rules don't matter. So why wouldn't he just refuse to leave even if he, you know, fuck it. I don't want to get into that because we have a very, very fun episode. And I know I say that every week, but I want to stress it this week because... My guest today, comedian Rob Smallwood, he's been on the show before. He's great. He brought an incredibly fun, positive energy to this episode that I really needed when we recorded. He's just, we just had so much fun and we barely talk about anything depressing. So like, I guess I'm contributing to that, uh, you know, positive vibes only shit that's kind of toxic in America by putting this episode out. But it's also like good shit and I think it could, you know. Spin your day around a little bit. Rob is a very, uh, very in tune with himself as a person and is very nice and very funny. And we had a great time. So we're going to go to a quick break. We have a sponsor coming up from Todd's house. Todd's house. I'm not going to tell you what that is, but you'll enjoy it. 
And thank you to Nadav Fleischer for providing us with Todd's house. And then after that, we'll be back with more Bleak and Review with comedian Rob Smallwood after this. Hi, I'm Todd. Come over to my house. You're welcome to come over to my house anytime. This is my house. You came over. Thank you. Come on in. This is the foyer. It's paisley. I like the pattern of paisley. I'm a paisley puck of a poi. Come on in. This is my living room. Sorry about the missing chunk of floor. I don't have all of my floor. <laughs> oh, come on in further. This is my dining room. This is where I like to eat dinner. This is where the magic happens. The dining room. Come on in. This is my crying room. This is the room where I like to cry. Sometimes I just like to sit here and read some sad poetry or look at pictures of animals being hurt. And then I cry. I have some comfortable couches and pillows that I bury my face in. And some speakers to play some sad music. Maybe some Elliot Smith. And right next to my crying room is my scrying room. This is also where the magic happens, specifically scrying magic. This is where I try to find everyone. I'm looking for my parents using scrying magic. I don't know where they are. They left for packs of cigarettes each. Two packs of cigarettes specifically. And then they never came back, so I learned scrying magic to find them. Now you can't scry in the crying room. But you can cry in the scrying room. That is totally okay. Thanks for coming over to my house. You don't have to leave yet. But you can if you want. I get it. Thank you. Now everybody's coming to my house And I'm never gonna be alone And everybody's coming to my house And I'm never gonna go back home I'm pointing and describing You know, what was great is like watching CNN versus like ABC or like uh, Fox, like they just, it all sounded like doom and gloom. Like Trump could, they just kept saying Trump could win. He's going to come back. Right. But CNN was just like straight with like facts. They're like, listen, you can't come back from these numbers. Like, and, <laughs> and on top of that, like the mail-in voting, they kept bringing that back up. They're like, everyone who's mail-in voting are already Democrats because they didn't show up to the polls. So. Right, right, right. Like it was, it's been good. It's been really good. I've been like able to keep calm all day. Oh man. Yeah. I probably talked about this in the intro of the episode cause I'm recording out of order because I'm an idiot, but, uh, <laughs> but like I, I, I was very like doom and gloomy for a while too, just because, you know, that was the general, uh, vibe of like everybody in our comedy spheres on social media you know everyone's like yeah. he's probably gonna do it like because everything's gotta be the worst all the time yeah and, and like even today like friends of mine who i respect immensely were like after it was like pretty obvious that biden's gonna win and god damn it if he doesn't for some reason by the time this episode comes out i'm gonna cut all of this but <laughs> but, but i remember one of my friends being like uh, andy sell friend of the show was like yeah, but remember 2000? They could do that again. They could do the George Bush. I'm like, come on, man. Don't invoke Bush <laughs> Jr. right now. <laughs> it's devastating. It's, uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. He's, listen, Biden was at 253 all day and Trump stayed at 213. And when he hit that 213 and Biden kept rising, I was like, there's, like, this is the rest of the country, like, the rest of the people right. in the country that are, like, good people. That's, <laughs> we're showing up now. Like, right. It, it, I don't know. It's like a movie moment. Like, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 get, I get what you mean. I get, it's a kind of a thing because I, I try to cling to the belief that most people don't suck, you know, like that's what yeah. I want to believe. Although like, yeah. you know, seeing how many states still went red for Trump, I'm just like, really? Still? Like, y'all yes. are fucking, you guys are like just getting into Donnie Darko. Like, you don't know how anything's moving. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's oh, you 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 like cops? That's what it is. Oh, okay, yeah. got it, got it. Oh my god! But yeah, I'm glad that you were able to uh, to not get bogged down in the misery like a lot of my friends were. Yeah, bro. I try to as of like since quarantine's happened, I've just focused on uh, being like the positive side for myself and just ushering in like just this whole new mindset of just you're a good person. Do what you have to do to continue being good, and right. everything else will iron itself out and totally. I, just, I refuse to live with that negative connotation over my head the negative cloud just it's too much already there's just too much external sources in our everyday that like is keeping us bogged down so why am i gonna wake up with the mentality that i i'm already miserable you know what right I'm saying? no so, dude i know exactly what you're saying because my therapist has said that exact thing to me so many times yeah. Like yeah. I, cause like speaking of like getting like uh better or like, you know, focusing on positive stuff in quarantine, uh, I've talked about this on the show before, but I did like get back into therapy cause I was like, I got time uh, <laughs> and I could do this over the phone. Hell yeah. And that's a thing that she has brought up a lot where I'm just like, yeah, but I'm not allowed to be happy cause everything sucks. And like, you know, like, especially like in May and like the George yeah. Floyd and all that shit. Like I was just miserable all the time. She's like, you can't do anything if you just constantly think about how everything sucks. Like you're not going to be able to do shit. Yeah. It's wild. It's true. And it it comes, it's that. And it's also switching up your circle. I am never a proponent of like dropping people, ghosting them, ignoring them. But I am a big proponent of keeping people in your life that fill up your cup. Like if you think about it, you as a person, like you're a good guy, you're a great person. Your personality is to always bring that levity and love into other people's lives. Why don't you deserve the same? And that is like what I've had to take back and sit down and realize for myself. Yeah. No, one, no one that I'm around will ever say like, oh, fuck, Rob's here. It's going to ruin the mood. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, Rob's here. And like I never have that about my group or, or around the people or the people that I'm around. So I had to, I had to start catering that. I had to start – like really focusing on like people who come in with positive energy, who have positive things to say. And yeah, sure. things aren't always going to be great and, uh, you know, sunshine, but the people that are like, I have a solution versus a complaint. Those are the people I want to be around. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cause anyone can, uh, uh, whine about a thing or, or say that something sucks, but I get way more excited when someone's hyped about something and like wants to share it, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I feel, I feel that shit about, uh, uh, you know, your circle or whatever. Cause my circle, I mean, obviously all of our circles have changed because we're not going to shows and doing uh, stand up. And by the way, I want to just point out five minutes in here. This is the deepest and heaviest we've got immediately in the cold open on this show in a long time here on bleak and review quarantine quickie number 43. I remain Kevin Anderson and my guest today, Rob Smallwood coming in hot with that short King energy. We love it. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, man. I, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, I've just been making sure I'm leaving everyone, everyone I come in contact with, with just like the utmost sheer joy. Absolutely. And that's what I want to leave, leave people with. And I'm that's sorry. what you just did on this podcast. That yeah. was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I was saying before that uh, hastily shooed in intro there, uh, <laughs> uh, like like all of our circles have changed. And I got lucky enough that the building that I live in now, which I moved into about a year ago, I didn't know any of my neighbors. I didn't talk really? to any of them. Yeah. Like it's only six units also. It's like a small compound. Like it's it's yeah. basically like like we, we're all kind of like in a dorm or something is what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I was always going out and doing my thing and not talk, but like, I've got to know them all over this year because we've all been stuck here and they're like fucking great people. Like they're all pretty much like young artsy yeah, types, awesome. actors, musicians and shit. And like, I guess they've become my circle because they're just who's around and who doesn't have diseases that I know about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's, it's been a thing of like, I still love talking to my comedy friends and stuff. And we try to hang like on Google and stuff. And I'm so glad you're on this episode. Cause we haven't talked in a minute I know, uh, and that's frustrating. And <laughs> I do love, I do love though, that I had like been hit you up to book you on the show. And then I forgot cause I'm stupid. And then you fucking hyped up my haircut so much on Whoa. Twitter. <laughs> it's been amazing. Like here's the thing. 
Anytime somebody I see go through that type of transformation, oh, like yeah. it's, not even, it's not even just the haircut. It's the overall swag level that has now touched your life. You yes. Know, like the haircut, <laughs> I could see in the picture you were feeling it. And oh, I yeah. was like, bro, this deserves attention. Like this deserves <laughs> love and attention. Oh, that, my God. The whole overall feel, I was so juiced on the opposite side of the screen without words. <laughs> I just felt the power of that haircut. And I was like, son, he is going to be laying it down. That is, bro, that is, it was the most epic. Everybody's gone through transformations in quarantine. Oh, but yeah. that was the most epic, like, hey, your boy still got it, though. Oh, it, 100%. It was so nice. I was so happy for you. A <laughs> yeah. uh, quick, quick shout out, by the way, to Fernando Ramos Sosa from Mona Lisa Fades, who did uh, the cleanest 9 o'clock fade possible on a boy, on, a, on the doofiest white boy possible. Made me look Bro. like a goddamn warrior. So oh uh, check God. him out. <laughs> I saw that haircut, and I was like, this motherfucker's from Sparta. That shit <laughs> was amazing. But that's kind of goes back into what you were saying earlier is because that's like the first I kind of, been, you know, going ups and downs about how I feel about myself through my whole life, obviously. But like in quarantine, it's it's very erratic and stuff. And like that was absolutely like a self-care thing of like, I, you know, I mean, I don't know how many haircuts you've been getting in quarantine, but I've only had two probably. So I was just a shaggy <laughs> idiot before. And then it's just like, no, I can like do a nice thing and like feel good about myself. That doesn't make yeah. me like a narcissist. It's just, just cool to do. Yeah. Uh, for me, so <laughs> I've been doing I've been doing the locks for a while, and then they look you know, great, by the way. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, uh, no, I can't quarantine. wait for your SoundCloud album to drop. It's gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> quarantine happened, and like everything that I've been holding on to since like childhood, like just like the idea of like this punk rock thing, whatever it is, was like, bro, just let it out. And we dyed the hair. Got yeah. my nose pierced, got an earring, and then we slid on the pinky ring, and it just fucking <laughs> trifecta, trifecta, Dude. changed everything. And that's coming from see when I uh, uh, when I heard about. I mean, as people who follow you on social media know, and maybe you got some new ones out of this because they're curious about what I'm about to say. Uh, you kind of your whole aesthetic has become pinky ring energy, and really <laughs> Which I, I never, when I thought about that, I never considered that as a punk rock thing, but I get it now. I totally yeah. get that. It's because just like, I want to look how I want to fucking look and, exactly. and be cool with it. All all the ring does is accentuate the idea that like, one, I give zero fucks what anybody's thinking. Right. And two, I'm going to be prestigious as fuck in whatever I do. That yes. is like, that's all it is. And it's just a, it's like a. It's a mini confident booster. It's just my, how I relate to to people now. How I talk to women. I'm never playing. I'm not playing that like Henry Peck guy. That's like, well, maybe she'll say yes. <laughs> if she doesn't say yes, guess what? She's missing out on the best experience of her life. <laughs> I've never thought about myself that way before. Oh, me neither, like, bro. Me neither. You see, get what I'm saying? So it was always like in the bar when I would go out with my friends. I was the funny one. I was the funny one that roped in the girls and generated the conversation. And I never like took credit for like, that's a big deal to like totally. go cold Turkey into a situation and get a complete stranger to laugh and be like, yeah, I, I can possibly let this guy inside me. <laughs> because it's, it's a big deal because it's a big deal because the fucking one of the alt, uh, options of how that's going to go is that, they hate your joke and you look like a dipshit. Exactly. <laughs> that is hardcore fucking terrifying. But that here the 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 kick side to the uh, to that is like yeah, that one person could hate that joke, but her drunk <laughs> friend to the left of her could think I'm the most adorable human being on the planet. Absolutely. It's, a, it's just you got to understand like everything's about chance and 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 just like embracing who you are. There's there's somebody for everyone, and sure. it's just you gotta go out there and find that person. But you also have to be yourself. Oh That's yeah, the most important thing I would say to anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. So stupid and cliche. Like that's like what the big comics will tell you. They'll be like, yeah, just be yourself. Like just be you. That is why you are where you are is because of you. So right. it's like, that was my big takeaway from quarantine. Is just, bro, it's time to just be myself. 
Absolutely. I got that. Like I, I luckily like dipped a toe in that a little bit leading up to quarantine. Cause I've been the same shit. Like before my, you know, one long-term relationship with a friend of the show, Vanessa Guerrero, uh, you, you know, we friend of the show and that's all, <laughs> you know, friend of the show, ex-girlfriend, uh, <laughs> com- comics to watch. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> seen on laughs on Fox, uh, <laughs> But, but like, like before Vanessa, like I was in that shit you were talking about where I was like, I would either get hung up on one person like, Oh, why doesn't this one person like me or like be real weird about it. But like, honestly, that relationship helped me figure out, uh, how much of myself, uh, people liked and what they wanted to see. And like, seriously, like it's, it's gross to say, but like, I figured out how to get laid after that breakup. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. So I'm surprised I didn't pinky ring it, but like I was way more charming in bars and stuff. Cause I was just like, no, I'm going to just like, and it was kind of that same thing is like, I'll, I'll flirt with someone if I think they're cute. And, and if I botch it horribly, I'm not gonna, I mean, you know, I'll drink a little bit, but I'm yeah. not gonna like, I'm not gonna like be like, why did that go wrong? Be like, I don't know. That was just a person. Maybe they're yeah. probably like into Trump or something like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I got a lead up on that for sure. And like figuring that out, but then like quarantine really escalates that shit. I think, I think it, it, it heightens who you are, like figuring out who you are, who your real friends are and who are people that you just know through comedy or, or whatever. Uh, and it's, it's a fucked up thing. And we talked about this last week on the show with Adam Todd Brown, but it's a fucked up thing to be like, this is kind of a good thing for America's collective mental health, despite all of the other stuff. That's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It 100% is. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's given a lot of people who, you know, people who aren't obviously who haven't caught COVID or whatever, or been shot by police. Like there's a lot of bad stuff still going on. I don't want to be live, <laughs> yeah. laugh, live, laugh, praying my way through this. <laughs> But I feel like I feel like I'm in a way better place than I was, and it sounds yeah. like you are too, because you're styling hard right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that I will say I've enjoyed COVID. What helped me get through it is the fact that like I'm living in my apartment by myself, right? So I have a one bedroom apartment, and all there is is me. So <laughs> right. if, I'm, if I'm miserable, the only one that's responsible for that is me. Yup. <laughs> that was the thing. It forced me to change how I was waking up, how I, I don't, there's certain things that I've implemented in my life in the last six months that probably should have like, I don't know, it should be on like a, a bulletin board for everybody. <laughs> Some shit you should do before you're 30, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, at eight o'clock, I put down my phone. I put my phone on the charger and I don't touch it for the rest of the night. Wow. When I wake up in the morning, I don't touch my phone until 10 o'clock. So it's not the first thing I do and it's not the last thing I do. I work out in the morning, I get my exercise in, or I'll go for a walk. Um, it's just literally taking myself away from like social media because all Facebook oh, and Instagram and Twitter, they're moments. They're just fucking moments that are curated to make it seem like we're happy in whatever filth we're living in. Right, right. That's and and there's stuff. some good stuff in there. Like it's fun. Like yeah. you can get some good, like there's genuinely good content there. But like when you are, I mean, I don't know, like I'm the kind of guy I will like, and I should take a leap fucking page out of your book because I will wake up and just before I even get out of bed and like, cause I work from home. So like before I even, I'm like late to work at my home, but I'm still doom scrolling Twitter in bed. Like I I need to get out of that because you can't just have it be the only thing you're looking at all the time. Yeah, No, it really, I mean, the way I see it is like, you're never going to miss anything. Like everything's logged and dead, you know, data down. When you're late to Twitter, guess what? You can just scroll through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or or you get friend of the show Joe K to just be like, "Did you see that meme?" And I go, "No, what is it? Explain the whole thing to me." And then he will. Exactly. <laughs> There's always going to be somebody who's way more interested in the bullshit that's online, so you're never going to miss out. So that's right. what I tell myself: is just like focus. Like you're you're here by yourself. Focus on you. There's nothing wrong with that. And and when I say focus on you, that doesn't mean just you. Your circle, your family, your relationships, whatever it is that like embodies you that helps you get throughout your day, that's what people should be focusing on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you focus on and it's a thing that it's a it's a it's a dangerous uh uh you know, slope or whatever, trajectory of like the the mentality where you're like I can't change that specific thing. So I shouldn't even worry about it. Cause I've seen people who just don't want to follow politics because it bums them out, say that. And like, I think you should be aware of what's yeah. going on so we can fix it and like, you know, yeah. be ready for the repercussions. But I also 
uh, like there's friends, like I said, there's friends of mine who I see it like literally like ruin their like months in a row. Like they're just yeah. so upset. And I'm like, video games though. Remember those? They're yeah. out there. Like you can still, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do you. You gotta. Yes. I feel that man. That's wild. Absolutely. On that tip, Rob, uh, uh, was talking about this quarantine, self-care revelations, all that business. Have you been, uh, have you been on the, uh, the dating scene and whatever it is right now in quarantine? Are you, are you out there? Uh, man. So here's, okay. This is so, it's so great that you asked me this. I was talking to somebody the other day. Oh, you got a pinky ring. I have to ask yeah. about your fuck life. <laughs> so generally how my dating life goes, I meet a girl sleep with said girl, and then I'm not interested in said girl. Sure. So what I force myself to do is start engaging with women in a different way where I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to like sleep with you right away. And if it could be like a four month, five month thing, that would be great. Like I want to actually get to know you and have conversations because generally what happens is like, I'm playing the charismatic part up until I get what every guy wants. And then after that, I'm realizing like, yo, I can't even yeah. hold a conversation with you. Like I, I can't it's, even like imagine <laughs> being around you for more than five minutes. Like, and it's, it's not even like a judgment call on them. It's just like, no. we're not, we don't vibe that way, but exactly. like, yeah. And you're, I'm already in this to the extent that I've gotten into it now. I get yeah. that. Yeah, I get that. So I've been, I've been taking it. You would think like I'd be doing more given like the transformation, but I've been <laughs> the piggy like, rings, etc. Yeah, I've been like easing off. Like I've I've met girls and we've talked and like I've dated a few over quarantine, but then you like they're they're finding me at my best position now. The most thing that uh. I've, like, I've run into are like they'll come over, they'll see that I like live in a bedroom, a one bedroom apartment by myself. They find out that I can cook. They find out that I have a job. That I, I I have a car like I'm you're not, killing it. I'm not a guy that is in a three bedroom apartment fighting over one roll of toilet paper. Like right. that's not. They're they're coming expecting like oh he's not going to open the car door for me. He's not going to offer to pay for dinner. And then when I when I do, it freaks them out because they're right. like, well, what the fuck? I'm not prepared for this. And sure. that is. And I've told a lot of girls that I'm friends with uh, as of lately, especially is um. If you are constantly treating yourself as a girlfriend and your whole mentality is like, I want to be married. I want to, if you're treating yourself like a girlfriend, guys you meet will continue to treat you like a girlfriend. No one's going to treat you beyond what your expectations are for yourself. And I had to tell myself that as well. Like no girl is going to want to be around me. If I'm like a guy that's just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here for a good time, you know, right, like I, right. I need to offer more and I need to make sure when I'm offering it, it's going to the right person that deserves it. So slowing this entire process down for me, this whole dating process has forced me to like weed out girls that really don't have their shit together yet. Right. So, Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's kind of like what you, what you're saying is like, you're kind of uh you were kind of slumming it through a bunch of women who have uh, such like, if I can borrow a, a joke from our friend, Whitney Melton, friend of the show, uh, the bar for men is so low that it's laying on the floor and it was just used to club a baby seal to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you kind of want to get, you kind of want to get somebody who's at where you're at in your self-actualization or self yeah. uh, understanding, because if you get somebody that's not respecting themselves, then you're going to get weirded out by it or they're going to get weirded out by you. Yeah. Or if you're the one that's fucking up, like I've been many times in my life, you know, the fucking guy <laughs> sleeping on an air mattress in a podcast studio, uh, fuck it. <laughs> like, like you gotta be like, no, I need to get my shit together. And yeah. if I'm going to try to like date, date, I need to like be a person and not just an idea. <laughs> and that is, that's been the biggest transformation for me thus far is just understanding. Like I do have value but that value is not going to be able to be showcased if I'm not well put together. So Right, right. If you're not out there being able to be like, hey, come do a stand-up show that I'm doing. I'm good at this. Trust me. Like, yeah. if you, if that's, <laughs> when that becomes not an option, you're like, oh, shit, I better learn exactly. how to make pasta. That, that, I mean, to be honest with you, that was my go-to. Like, It was like, be oh, yeah. funny. They're like, oh, my God, you're really funny. Oh, by the way, I do stand-up. Oh, I got to come to a show. Yep. And then they see you flourish in front of like 100 to 200 people at a time. And then they're like, oh, fuck. He's something. <laughs> what the heck? What this the man heck? has value. Exactly. 
once that thing that makes me great gets taken away, I have to then expand my repertoire. And that's all quarantine has been for me. Yeah, you can't be coast. You can't be coasting on sets from 2019. You know, exactly. like oh, yo, check out this tape from Flappers in March 2019, girl. You trying to fuck? <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, man, it's just just taking it easy. And I'm I'm honest. I'm honestly telling the truth. The pinky ring does help. <laughs> I can't explain. It's just like I get it. Out, when you're out and somebody sees it and like you're drinking and you know they see it, but you got to pretend you don't know that they see it. It's a whole mind game. <laughs> I'm, listen, to any, of your lo- to any of your listeners out there, they need to get a pinky ring. Every guy, even women, women, go ahead and get yourself a get pinky, a pinky ring. ring. Get a pinky ring. Everyone should get a pinky ring. It is life changer. It's 2020, Rob. Uh, pinky rings uh, do not conform to any jo- gender norm or sexuality. No. Fucking floss it. If you got fingers, yeah. put a pinky ring on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I, I feel like that's so true because, like, I like you know, it's like I was saying on that haircut shit. Like, I just like let it grow long because who gives a fuck? But like yeah. now that I'm, we're kind of hanging and having like kickbacks and like low key parties in the neighborhood with all you know six units that are here. Like, you know, yeah. all the all the guys around, all the guys and gals that are around, like. There was one, there's some nights, like usually I'm just wearing a t-shirt or whatever, but like there was one night where like, I'm going to put on like a nice dress shirt for no reason. And people were, people were blown away. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like they're just like, Oh, I didn't know you had collars. (laughs) Bro. Here's the, here's another thing I've learned. I'm so glad you pointed that out. People, Like the people in your circle beyond like the curated one, like everybody that is around you or comes in contact with you on a day to day, day to day basis has like a an idea of who you are, but it's their idea. It's right. what they, when they say your name, it's the image that comes up in their brain. And when you fucking finesse it, when you change that image, the fucking pushback that you get, the fucking, oh my God, you do this? <laughs> like, yeah, bro, I'm not just one thing. And that is, bro, that, to be honest with you, that's also the black plight. Like we're not a monolith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they, Everybody goes through that. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is like a It's super true. It's true but but that feeling you get when people get blown away by you putting on a shirt with color in it. You're like, <laughs> you damn straight. And I got more. So it's just, Check out that you you ain't ready for this fade. Yeah. You think exactly this you think this button up is lit. Exactly. Check this fade. <laughs> exactly. Got panties sopping out there. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> no, I'm so hyped for that fucking fade, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, so knew, you, you you knew you knew I knew because I knew like first off, me give like giving that juice. I knew on the other end, you were like, "Fuck, someone sees it, and that means something." <laughs> I wanted you to have that energy. I wanted you to have like that just ball of love of like, I am the fucking shit, and this haircut is amazing, and I'm a fucking flex, and I just. I was so hyped for you. You know, Man, you know what I, awesome. I, you know what I, you know what I got out of that because I got before you came in with just one hundred and ten percent. Like I got, you know, I got some people being like, "Wow, it looks good," like stuff like that. But like you went up, like you were goddamn flavor Flav introing a Public Enemy track and just like bully, and I was just like, I have a hype man for my haircut right now, yes, bro. That's the here's the thing: when your friends get a glow up, that's the energy that needs to be brought in. That's that what I'm saying. That is exactly what friends need. I mean, it's if anybody's like going through a transformation right now and like they're like worried if it's going to work, if it, you need that one friend that's like, dog, this is you. This is the best move you made. Fucking fun. Everybody needs that energy. Absolutely. Everybody. It makes me devastated that we don't fucking hang out that much. <laughs> we well, should, we got to hang out more, bro. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, speaking of that, uh, I just thought of another thing on that same tip of, uh, of, you know, the, the like, Oh, by the way, I can, I can fucking shine my shit. And like, I can, I can, I can clean up, uh, like this girl that I've had a crush on for like a while. She was in a relationship for a while. And I was just like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's cool. It recently single as of like a month and a half ago. Oh, and, yeah. and like, we had this conversation, we were a little drunk and she's like, you know, when I first met you, I probably would have swiped whatever the negative way is. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not on the, I'm not about app culture, <laughs> so I don't know. But and then she's like, but now like, like now that I'm like, like I know 
like that you have like depth and like you're more this person like i'd absolutely swipe the good way and i was just like oh okay and now like you know we're texting a lot so it's dope like it happens it fucking happens bro go there There you go i hope listen (laughs) if there's a way that you can edit that and rewind that so people can hear that shit that's the shit i'm talking about that is what i'm talking about look at how you finesse the game that is beautiful that is like Bro, that should be tattooed like as a story, as like in a Bible or some shit. That's a, oh, it's so amazing. I am so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Bro, that is amazing. If we could chest bump through the internet right now. We'd do it. <laughs> Absolutely, I would definitely do it. But you think you think I should you think I should get a pinky ring though? You think I should do it? Oh my god, bro! Here's, okay, here's here's my guide to pinky ring. Yes, this is what I wanted. This is what okay? I wanted. You need to start small with a pinky ring. You can't go out there. With like a Glock on your fucking pinky, you're not ready for that energy. That's too much. That's too much. That's, too much. that's Sisyphus, to- or not Sisyphus. That's uh, the one, the Icarus. <laughs> yes, you need to go small first. Get used to it. Start, you know, accessorizing with the outfits and stuff like that. Put that ring on. Get a get a little of the juice going, right? <laughs> and then after after maybe like six months, after you got it for six months, you're like, all right, I'm ready to step up. <laughs> that's when you go up in size. That's when you're like, okay, before you accidentally peeped that I had a pinky ring. Now you're going to know I got this motherfucking pinky ring. On. <laughs> that's the energy you need to be going for. That is my suggestion for anybody. Start small, grow big. Start that's small. How- you can't do it. You can't do it all at once. We all saw what happened yeah. to Tony Stark when he tried to put on the yeah. infinity gauntlet. Like we yeah. all know, we all know you're yeah. going to crumble under your own swag. <laughs> You need to be collecting these stones one motherfucking time. One at a time. Wait, so you got your nose pierced too? Did you say that earlier? I did. That's fucking sick, man. That's dope. You're killing it right now. What happened with the nose piercing, right? I like, the hair got dyed. It got really long. And then I was just sitting around and I was like, I've always wanted like my nose pierced, but I always thought like, oh, um, someone's going to say something and I'm not cool enough to pull it off. And then Jay-Z said... (laughs) Let's not forget that Pac had a nose ring too. Oh. And I was like, you know what? You damn straight, Jay-Z. <laughs> I'm getting a motherfucking nose ring. And guess what happened literally three days later after I heard that line? Your boy got a nose ring. You faked your death and went to Jamaica. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's crazy because I struggle with that shit all the time, man. I'm only starting to get... Like, like, you know, I'm coming into my own, like emotionally and mentally and stuff like that. But like, I'm, I'm only starting to realize, and honestly, like Vanessa helped me out a lot in this way when we were dating is like, like how to like, how I should dress for like my body type and stuff. And then I started being like, maybe I am a. Maybe I am confident enough to do like skinny jeans or like maybe I am like that. Like I got some tattoos, but they're not immediately visible. I don't have any piercings, but I fucking thought about it, man. I'm just like, oh, what if, what if somebody like the same shit? What if somebody says something? So who who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Fuck that person. (laughs) What I also, what I noticed is like when somebody makes fun of like clothes that you have on or a piercing or a tattoo you have, it's because they're not confident enough in themselves to do it. Oh, yeah. That's I, what it is. It literally, if you sit down and you ask them, hey, well, why uh, why all the hate on this this particular item that I have on? Yeah. And they'll give you a backstory and it will always end with, well, someone made fun of me once when I tried it. Exactly. So, that's all it is. That's literally all it is. Oh, my God. You just gave me two great stories to tell you. All right. We're doing both of them. All right. <laughs> First one is a short one. But back in like maybe four or five years ago, I was doing uh, this comedy freestyle rap battle show. Uh, Roast yeah. Beef. Shout out to Eric Bustamante. Uh, uh, I was battling this guy, Jamal Coleman, who's a comic, but also like a legit MC. And we were freestyle. And, you know, we were like we were in the finals. We were in the finals. Yeah. We were the last two. He was incredibly good. At one point, he made fun of me because I had like I, this was before I knew how to wear pants that fit real well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember my comeback line because I won this round, and I said, uh, "You should practice rap and worry less about fashion." <laughs> and like the judges were like, "Go off!" You f-. they dubbed me Dragon Slayer because I was this nerdy white kid just being like you know just yeah. going for it. Uh, but then the other thing that you remind me of is like. So like I have a problem and I, you probably don't have this problem. I imagine you swag it up in this regard, but I have a problem thinking people think I suck at dancing. That's like a huge problem and really? anxiety for me. Yeah. Like, really? I'm like if I dance like, and I'm not like, if I'm not wasted out of my ass, like yeah. I, I get really nervous about the idea of dancing. Really? And, and yeah, cause my first dance I ever went to in high school, freshman year, this dude just like, I was just, you know, 
feeling the beat and doing what I thought was right. I didn't know how to fucking do anything. I hadn't been to a dance before. I was just trying to feel it out. And this guy just sidles up to me. Guy, not even like a friend, an acquaintance at best. And he just goes, Hey, I just want to let you know that uh, you're really bad at dancing. (laughs) Dude, that should fuck me up forever. Like, I don't care anymore because, like, he still lives in Sacramento and sucks. But, like, (laughs) I I don't give a shit. But, like, I realized, like, oh, that must have put me off of the idea of dancing for so long. That's crazy. Isn't that fucking weird? Let me tell you something. When I, I love dancing, I'm I'm a phenomenal dancer. And no one's told me that. I just believe it. And that is like <laughs> what I think any dancer needs is like, yo, I'm going to do what my body tells me to do and I'm going to be good at it. Yeah. I yeah. gravitate to people who like look awkward or like don't dance on beat because something in them is moving. Something oh, yeah. in them is connecting to the music. And that's way more important than my opinion on how they're dancing. The fact that they are connecting to whatever artist is playing at that moment, that's what the artist intended. It intended for them to like express whoever's listening to it in the way they felt they needed to be expressed. And it is not my job or grounds for me to like step into what they're vibing on and be like, oh, you're not doing it right to my expectations. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Damn. Dance your fucking ass off. Yes. Dance like nobody's fucking watching, even if they are. That is my... That is my fucking message to anybody out there who's worried about dancing. Fucking, bro, Kevin, we're going dancing. We're, <laughs> back up. we're going to, a, I go to this bar. Uh, it's called the Certain Go. It's in West Hollywood. I black out every time I go. <laughs> I don't know the staff. I don't know the bartenders, but guess what? They know your fucking boy. Every yeah. time I walk up, they know me by name and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great to be back. So, Oh, Mr. Smallwood. Will that be your regular three gin and tonics? (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're going there and we're going to fucking dance our asses off. That that sounds wild and awesome and I'm super here for that. (laughs) It's happening. Anybody who's listening to us can fucking uh, tweet at us and we will go (laughs) all together. And if you're playing along at home, Rob's uh, 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 notes for you for this episode so far is start small when it comes to pinky rings and (laughs) dance like nobody's watching even if they are. Yes. (laughs) And also we'll be in West Hollywood in 2022 if anybody wants to come through and dance. Oh my God. Yeah, I think about the last time because like I said, like when I get fucked up, I don't give a shit. That's when I do the, I'll, I'll just let loose. I went to the, the last live show I went to before uh, LA shut down back in February. Yeah. I saw this uh, electronic rock band called Anamanaguchi at the forum with uh, Max Malecki, comedian. Okay. And I got shit. I got the kind of drunk. You ever get the kind of drunk where you're just buying drinks for people you just met? Like, oh like, like, let me tell you. Okay. Listen, I don't know how you drink, but when people uh, are like tonight, we're going out to get fucked up. Yeah. My immediate thing is like, oh yeah, we're getting fucked up. Like there's no like milking drinks. I order uh, two Irish car bombs, two. And they're not for anybody else but me. <laughs> and I down them back to back. The next drink is a vodka and cran. And I will do three of those. And then oh I'll let God. that sit for a little bit. And then after that, it is shots of tequila back to back you to back. You are psychotic. That is psychotic. When I drink, I am drinking to have a good time. I am not drinking to look cool or so. I'm drinking because, like, I'm, I'm trying to feel some shit. That is <laughs> Listen, man, bro. Yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. I no. buy drinks for everybody. Here's why I'm blown away by that. By the way, I don't think the amount you drank is suspect. I do that all the time. I am regularly shot in a beer every time I go to the bar. You, but you just res- described three different types of hard alcohol in one yes. evening. You must just yes. have the worst hangovers. Never. What? I never do. Never. I never do, bro. I know. I wake up, I'll get like a, I'll do like a, a beer or something and I'm good. I'm fucking good. I drink like a champ. I've had very times that I've been so drunk the day before and then just gotten up and like gone to work. Oh yeah. I've been able to function all day and people are like, you were crazy last night. Like, That's nothing compared to what's going to happen tonight, baby. Like, oh. I am, oh my I, God. 
I'm 33 and I can still do it with the best of them. I'm that, telling you. That does that does make me uh, a little cuz I just turned 30 in quarantine and I'm so it oh, makes me hopeful for thanks. Yeah, I mean only in June. I mean like I did, but like it was it's it's like a thing of like, you know, time doesn't exist anymore. So like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I recently yeah. turned 30 like fucking 6 months ago. Uh <laughs> And, and low key side note, uh, when Trump uh, had COVID, I celebrated that night in the building harder than my birthday. That's uh, we fucking got, we went off, we got wasted. Um, but like, I get that though. Like, it, it gives me hope for the future. Like, oh, I could, ha- I could keep doing this for a little bit longer because I was the type of dude when I first moved to LA, man. I was running a show in Long Beach that was like awful, but like it was, you know, it was a tequila bar, and I was just like getting wasted on Wednesday nights till like one a.m. And I worked at 6 a.m. and I would just as a supervisor at my day job and a yeah. fucking call center. I just roll up drunk and be like, all right, I'm younger than all of you and I'm drunk. I know everybody hates me, but I'm going to go sleep in the break room for a minute. Y'all do your thing. <laughs> my boss ain't here till nine. <laughs> so I get it, man. I used to, I, I've toned it down a little bit since then, but yeah, yeah. Like, it's still, I mean, and like, there's not much to do but go off like in quarantine. Exactly. Like I'm just popping off all the time. It's wild. Nothing nothing gets me more than people that are like, yeah, tonight we're going out drinking, but I'm going to take it easy. <laughs> so what are we drinking for? What are we drinking for? We are drinking to have fun. So you need to have fun, not be like, oh, I got this thing in the morning. Bro, then don't come out. Don't <laughs> out. I'm trying to fuck up your life. For that fucking five hours we're together. So, oh, you know what I fucking hate more than that though. I bet you hate it too. Oh, I might swing by. I'm going to like five oh, bars shit. or five I things tonight. Like, oh my god, cool. I hate that so much. Just <laughs> say you're not coming. Just say it. I'm not gonna be mad. I will be mad when I'm drunk at like fucking two a.m. and I expect you to be my DD and you're not there. Fuck out of here with that. I can't come to you. I can't come to your uh, your event because I got like six other events I said maybe to on Facebook yeah. and, and I got to not go to all of those two tonight. Yeah. So I might be pretty busy lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. We have never really, this is uh we've always gotten along and had a good time, whether we're podcasting or at the mic or at shows and stuff, but I don't feel like we've ever like drank together. Me and no, you. we need to. Oh dude. So yeah. You gotta, you I, gotta, yeah, it sounds I good. I like to go drinking like, okay, so this is normally how my, like how my party cycle goes. If it's after like a really big show, like like a big club show or a big show in LA that like gets reviewed or whatever, after that show, when it goes well, I fucking like next night is like celebration night. We're all yeah. going out. Yeah. We're all getting ready. My birthday? Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you right now, there's no there's no like, hey man, you're getting older. Maybe you should take it easy. Nah, dog. We're going to black out tonight and possibly, okay, I got to tell you this story. So <laughs> please, please. Last, uh, the last bird, not this past one, but the one before, we went out to Surly Go again. I oh, blacked yeah, out. I know that bar. I know that bar. Yeah. Blacked out again. And at the end of the night, we, I was walking out with some friends or whatever. I don't remember this. I called my lift <laughs> and I stumble over to the car and somebody goes, hey, Rob, where are you going? Couldn't get out where I was going. So <laughs> took my phone and she was like, why are you going to San Diego? And <laughs> shut the door and sent the lift. And they both like put me in the, like in their Uber, changed the address to my place, put me in bed. And uh, yeah, save me, save me almost $200. That, yeah. You just wait. So you put San Diego in your lift. Cause that like, was that where the show was at? Were you like Madhouse no. or something? Oh, okay. I, just like the most recent I address. I, I guess I just wanted to go to San Diego. I have no <laughs> idea. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a place in San Diego. It just said San Diego. So they were going to cross the border at San Diego and just leave me. Can you drop that's me off at the city limits? Literally, that's what was going to happen. So I'm going geocaching. I'm trying to find a weird fucking box that somebody left. So that's was, psychotic. Bro, I'm telling you, when I black out, it is – and don't get me wrong. I'm not like a – I don't get touchy-feely – I don't get like creepy. Oh, you got to be a like, fun drunk. You're a fun drunk. I'm just drunk. a good time. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I had a shout out to Michael Burnett. He came to the last birthday and he was like, bro, I watched you go around the bar for 20 minutes <laughs> to people that weren't even there for your birthday <laughs> and ask them if they're having a good time. <laughs> you're the sweetest human being, even when you're drunk. I was like, I guess. <laughs> 
I think my version of that, that's fucking dope. Cause I'm very similar. I am like, I am a very like, I like, again, not very like, like I'll, I'll be like very sincere and genuine with people when I'm drunk and like, dude, I fucking love you, man. Like, but I'll never be like, I won't like cry on their shoulder or anything, but like, cause I'm a man and I push that shit down. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but like, I definitely like, like going back to that concert I was at in February, like I was out there on the roof of the forum, uh, smoking a cigarette. This guy comes over and goes, Hey, can I use your lighter? I'm like, sure. We get to talking about the show. Like, Oh, well, where'd you come from with the show? Oh, you came from Arizona. Fuck. Yeah. I came from LA. Five minutes, we're done with the cigarette. I'm like, hey, man, let me go buy you a goddamn Jack and Coke. Let's go. Like, I don't care that it's $16 here. Fuck it. Like, I, I'm that motherfucker for sure. You know what I'm That's drinking. fucking great. <laughs> but then grown up me, like, okay, so now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like trying to think about that stuff more. I'm still drinking like every day. Like, it's crazy. But like my version of the like, I'm going to San Diego on a whim because I'm fucked up. And like, I did that this weekend, but I, I made two days in advance. I got a hotel in joshua tree was like i'm going to joshua tree by myself and dropping acid i don't give a fuck and i did that shit man and it ruled (laughs) (laughs) i I probably talked about it a lot the intro again out of order but uh yeah like that's that kind of shit like i love that freedom of being like man i could just go a place you know (laughs) like that's cool (laughs) yeah that's fucking wild uh, bro that's where i'm at right now i feel it just just enjoy it there's just so that's a, I mean, there's just so many bad things that are happening. It's I'm, I have to go out of my way to enjoy stuff, and that's where I'm at. I just want to enjoy the rest of my time here. Yes, absolutely. Because like, yeah, I mean, circling back, full circle, of course, as we go in for a close here. Nicely timed, Rob. That was beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that shit, though. That's that shit. It's like, it's like I I gotta like I realized the Joshua Tree thing was like I haven't gone out of town for like a year. Like I haven't done anything. Like, and I was like, why do I feel bad? Oh, because I haven't like, I've at this point in like last year, I would have at least had some events, some shows or some like parties or some fucking concerts. That would have been hyped up. Like I haven't done anything cool. So I'm Mm going to do a very safe thing, which is go to a remote desert, best Western fucking trip balls by myself. Like I need to just have an event to look forward to and to reminisce on and think about instead of just every day being the same weird fucking hazy fucking fugue state that we've been living in. So like getting that shit, man, it pops. It's, it's good. It's great. Yes. And we stand for it. (laughs) Speaking of, speaking of standing, Rob, this has been a pleasure. You're the best. Uh, I appreciate it. Of of course, man, this episode's coming out this Friday, actually, uh, uh, November 6th. Uh, Is there anything going on online or otherwise that we should be directing people's attention towards? Bro, I just actually started a podcast called two, uh, fucking, what is it? Yeah. Oh, oh this is two, the best pitch I've ever heard. Two movies and a podcast. This is with my boy Luke Schwartz. Oh, I can't yeah. believe I just forgot it. But uh yeah, we started this podcast and essentially we watch two movies and our catchphrase is spoiler alert, you should already watch these films. And we we compare and contrast, we talk about what the movies mean to us, we rate them. Um, we talk about our favorite moments from them and we pretty much just go through a full on spoiler alert of the entire film. Beautiful. Um, but it's our, it's our way to kind of just like dip our toe into what we love, which is filmmaking, writing and developing stuff. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, that'll be coming out shortly. So be on the lookout for that. And this is Luke Schwartz from the, uh, also from the late night pod, right? Yes. Yeah. I was just on that show. Listeners of this show know Luke and Stuart and they know Rob. Like, go listen to go listen to two films in a podcast with Rob and Luke. Yes. Two movies in a podcast. Nope. Sorry. You have to rename it because I fucked up your plug. (laughs) (laughs) All good. I couldn't remember the name at first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was great. It's like, oh, I got a podcast. Shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh, and you're, you're at uh, what, Pinky Ring Dawn or something on Twitter or something like that? Yes, yes I am. They it's can people- hit that up immediately. Your boy new followers ASAP. Uh, I'm, I'm only putting out positive energy on that pocket or that on, on that Twitter handle. I mean, it is. It's probably really toxic, but it's fun toxic. So no, it's the good kind of toxic. It's like it's 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 all it's all uh, it's all in good fun. You're not out there yeah. actually making me cringe like some motherfuckers. Yeah. You're all good. good. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and follow Pinky Ring Don. That is 
It'll give you some life-changing uh, advice. <laughs> yeah, you can find out tip number three for your whole shit there. You got number one and two on this podcast. Go follow Rob for number three. Yeah. Uh, as for me, everybody, of course, uh, you can follow me at KB Anderson, yo, and all the stuff. Uh, you can keep an eye out. I believe in the next couple days, we're going to have a new episode of Fun Hinged up on the Bleak and Review Patreon, which is patreon.com slash bleak and review. Hollis and I are doing a couple episodes soon. One of them is just a, hey, where the fuck have we been? Uh, and why haven't we recorded in like uh, almost a month? And you'll find out on that episode. And then we're going to do other shit that you suggested. So go ahead and feel free to give us a small amount of money to keep making podcasts about unhinged content that's basically what the premise of the show is rob we whether it's a video game a movie a tv show an anime we just people tell us what the most fucked up weird thing they know is and we absorb yeah. it and talk about it oh let's go <laughs> uh yeah patreon.com slash bleak interview give me five bucks if you want that'd be cool if not hey i still like you and uh you know just be good to yourselves right yeah man take care of yourself that's the plug <laughs> That's my plug right there. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Rob. It was great having you on. Let's not make it such a long time before we pod again. We'll do some content. We'll do some non-content. We'll just hang out. Yeah, bro. I miss you so much. <laughs> I miss you so much. And right after we stop recording, I have a, I have a pitch for you. And I will, but we'll, right. get, we'll get there in a second. Uh, until next Friday, everybody. We will see you. Rob, say goodbye to the good people. See ya, everybody. And be safe. And get that pinky ring on point. Bye.